The Invincible Teams podcast is powered by Evergreen. Evergreen provides teamwork, training, and consulting to help your team thrive in every season. If you want to have a team that makes other leaders jealous, get started by going to their website in the show notes and scheduling your free consultation today. Welcome to Invincible Teams, a podcast for team leaders and business owners who are tired of dealing with drama and politics, high turnover, and teams not meeting their potential. We know that team leaders and business owners like you are pretty much always under pressure to get the most out of your teams. And we believe that every team should reach their potential and that if we get intentional, our teams can become invincible. Too often, business owners and leaders think that all work and no play is the best way to maximize productivity. But having fun is actually one way of effectively managing and improving your team members' emotional health. On top of that, it can also improve teamwork, build trusting relationships, and increase employee retention. On the podcast today, we're talking with Lori Melton from First Community Bank. Now, while Lori is passionate about a lot of things, one of her biggest passions is fun. We talk about what it looks like to create a fun team environment and why that is so necessary to any team or organization. If you want to learn about the benefits of a fun work environment, as well as get some practical ideas that you can implement with your team, listen up and take some notes on my conversation with Lori Melton. Lori Melton, welcome to Invincible Teams Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Ryan. Thanks for including me today. Well, I'm excited to have you. Um, I know you uh, just, we've worked together a little bit and uh, been in some networking stuff together and have some mutual friends. Uh, But for those that do not know you, why don't you introduce yourself? uh, Tell us who you are and what you do. Well, um, Lori Case Melton, if you're from Conway, you remember I have to use that middle name occasionally. I am a Conway banker. I have been a banker uh, for 35 years. I, I gag almost when I say that. I don't know how that happened. It's like one day I woke Which up and it's crazy because you're here. only 36 years old. I know. I'm, you know, I came out of the womb ca- counting money, even though I joke <laughs> that I've never, I've been a banker all these years and I've never counted money. They did, they've never let me touch it. Uh, so <laughs> I am truly a marketer. Um, I, um, uh, UCA, University of Central Arkansas here in Conway, um, a local girl grew up in the area and went to college there, got a marketing degree, got a job right out of college uh, as a banker in this community. And here I'm still doing it uh, all these years later. Um, I have had the opportunity to start a bank from scratch, which was uh, and be the very first employee of a, of a, of a bank, which was is something that not everybody gets the opportunity to do. Um, I'm currently working uh, at, a, at a bank called First Community Bank. And we started, uh, while the bank is not new, we have started a new uh, market here. Uh, about a year ago. So I, I'm getting to build a new bank again. And I, I have certainly used, uh, have always been kind of a part of the management team while I'm a marketer. 
Um, it bleeds over uh, into, you know, when you start something from scratch, you have to wear a lot of hats. And certainly mm -hmm. in that bank, I started from scratch. They even let me do HR for a while. That was really frightening. Uh, uh, marketing and HR, not two things that typically go together. However, yeah. I, I finally waved the sur surrender flag and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a suit or something. Um, because it is time. We have enough employees now that we've hit some thresholds, you know, and I, I, uh, but, um, I like to be a part of that. And I know we're going to talk about, you know, fun in the workplace, but I use kind of my marketing skills. Um, not only just to market, you know, to externally, but to internally as well. It's such mm -hmm. so important for your uh, employees to like what they do and to yeah. come to work um, happy. And then they go out and people see that on their face, and it mm -hmm. um, and it, it's a real part of growing something. Uh, you can't grow a place if you're if your employees don't like coming to work. Yeah. Well, you know, this is not at all in the world that you're in, but it did make me think of this is probably the most enjoyable interaction I ever had with, with somebody in their business uh, was not a business that you would think someone would love being in. Uh, probably one of the most impressive people I've met that I enjoyed the most was a plumber. Right. And awesome. this plumber came to my house and I don't know that I have ever met someone who enjoyed their job so much and had fun with it so much. And it just impressed me as a person. And you know what I did was I knew that he loved it and was good at it. And so you I don't know how much, yeah, I don't know how much business he's gotten from me, but if Absolutely. there was a commission check for it, I would be doing well is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And it was because he loved his job and I told people that he loved his job. And so internal marketing can easily turn into external marketing, right? Exactly. When you see a passion in uh, your staff's eyes for what they do and, and coming to work, um, it, it, uh, uh, every it's infectious and um, it is, we have recently created that here. There's just 10 of us in an office and, and we have such a good time here. I know it's infectious to others that come in uh, and, you know, it, and it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to do that. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about what that looks like for you and your team. But before we do that, uh, I have a question that uh, it, it may stump you. I don't know. We'll see. I know one thing I know about Lori Melton is that you are a fun person. So what I want to know is why are you so fun? Um, it's a generational thing. I will say if you knew my mother, um, you wouldn't second guess that at all. I, I grew up with a very fun mom. My, my house was the house that everyone wanted to come to. All my friends wanted to spend the night at my house because you never knew what my mom was going to do or say. Uh, and she, um, she loved practical jokes. Uh, she, you just never knew what she might walk through wearing. Uh, it didn't matter. She played the piano at the Baptist church for 40 years. And she would she she wasn't afraid to laugh at herself. Uh, mm. Also, like she messes up on the piano, she'd just turn around and you know give a big stick her tongue out at the audience or something <laughs> like that. It was like, whoops, look what I did, or 
or uh, things like that. She, um, she owned all this paraphernalia that you could get at um, a joke store, you know, and so you never knew when she was going to pull that on you. And uh, so I would say it pretty much come from her. um, And, um, and the interesting thing is it's, uh, it's, coming along again, my granddaughter, who is five, um, and she literally popped out of the womb. And every and her when her personality started to show everybody's like, Oh, my gosh, we're breeding another little Lori. (laughs) And actually, my, my cousin, she said, uh, Oh, my gosh, she's, she calls her little Bernice, which my mother was Bernice, and my mom's been gone now 10 years, but uh, they they have the same personality. So uh, family reunions at our our place are kind of almost wild in that, and not that we're wild people. And I don't mean drinking and things like that. I'm talking everybody talking at one time, storytelling. Nobody's a no one. Like I said earlier, not afraid to laugh at your at self mm. or or tell something stupid you did. You know, I recently um, tr- kind of tripped. I um, going down the sidewalk, almost broke an ankle. Ended up out in the middle of the highway trying to save my landing instead of just letting myself go down. But instead of letting that go, um, I put it on Facebook. And so I said, if my mom had known Facebook, where she could tell all the tales that she had done over the years, she would have she would have died so happy. Oh man, it it sounds like a free and and light way to live, is it? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Don't take yourself so seriously. It's like, you know, there, if you, I am definitely a glass half full person. Hmm. Um, and I have worked with, I have been around a lot of people that are a glass half empty. And uh, we usually, I just have to limit my time with them because I, I, I can, I can shake off the bad and always see a positive outlook on things. Hmm. So why do you think fun is so important to an office or a team environment? Well, the word team is key. That is how to, it it makes a cohesive uh, team. And um, in today's world, um, most jobs are, they're not so specific. You don't have just a specific um, job function. You end up, you know, crossing paths with other people. And, and if you're going to get along with everyone, um, it, why not have fun while you're at it? And it just lightens the mood, makes the day go by faster. Um, again, it's infectious, makes others see, uh, it's, it's actually easier to recruit new people when you need it, mm-hmm. when you can say to someone, you know, we really have a good time at work doesn't mean that doesn't mean we don't work hard. You still work hard. Um, but it just makes that hard work not seem like it's so hard. Hmm. So, okay. Talk about that. Um, you know, when we talk about fun in a team environment, what does it do for productivity? Um, typically what I see is, um, people helping others, uh, a lot. Um, uh, an example for that, would be um, on 
I'll just use the bank here as an example. We have some people that are busier at different times than others, and we all chip in for each other. Mm. Um, We do a thing called the Breakfast Club, and Mm. we actually take breakfast uh, to potential customers or existing customers. Uh, We created, we took the, the movie cover of the breakfast club from mm-hmm. I guess 30 years ago or 35 years ago. And we dressed up our, our crew likes to dress up. Uh, so we picked five people that look like, or not that look like, but we dressed them like, um, and so the f- photography looks like the cover of the breakfast club. So we take that out, but we, um, we don't, you know, I'm in the sales role, but I don't, I'm not always the one that takes that out. I mean, the, mm. um, we, we rotate that around. So everyone gets an, uh, an experience, even if you're in the back room, there's days that, okay, that we've got these people up front that are busy and they can't take that. They, they can't take that breakfast out. Well, the, the back room people are like stepping up going, let me take that for you. Let me work or let's go together and I'll, um, I'll, I'll help you carry, even though if I don't feel comfortable talking to the customer or whatever, but we just really fill in for each other. Um, especially we just finished up the holiday season. Uh, again, small office shorthanded on some days as everybody was trying to get their vacation days in, you know, I, I got in the car and drove around documents to title companies and things like that wasn't in my job description, uh, but I wanted to help them out and I had the available time. So it just creates that team uh, atmosphere. Um, so the end product uh, is, not, is not your p- specific job. The end mm-hmm. product is making sure that everything that needs to be done in that office is done. Hmm. You know, when you think about fun and business, I don't think it's always associated. People don't think of work as fun that often. Why do you think it is that many offices are just not fun? Man, again, people like to think they like to take things so seriously. And and I'll be honest, uh, the banking world is that way in, in many arenas. Um, they think um, that banks should be buttoned up and that we should, you know, wear business suits and be because um, we're talking about serious matters. We're talking about people's money. Um, but what I've seen is our customers, uh, we are, they feel that we are more approachable. They feel comfortable in talking to us about you know what, I had um, a bad credit experience a few years ago. Here's why. Because they feel like we're more normal people that we're average people and we're not uh, on a pedestal. And um, I think your environment you should create is really what goes on outside. Uh, You you know, you, you need to try to mimic your customer base is what your office environment should if you are having, um, if, if you are serving a young community, then you need to try to act that way and keep, keep everything as young and fresh as you can. 
Uh, but what I found is even the senior citizens, they like young, fresh and fun. You know, have you ever seen a bunch of senior citizens at a bingo <laughs> match? They're having a big time. And so um, life is just more enjoyable when you uh, when you work at having fun. And I really don't know why people there's just I guess it was bred into them or beat in their head when they were younger that you know, business has to be so serious, but there's nothing in the world that is so serious that will uh, keep you from having, that should keep that environment out of your office. Yeah, I don't care if you have a funeral home and, I, and you can't get more serious than that, but um, you are still serving people and uh, you, and those people need to feel um, that you are approachable and that you're there for them. And it, there's, there's a way to do it tastefully um, uh, and not uh, be so serious. Hmm. I love that. So, you know, if you were to have this conversation with somebody, uh, a, a team or a, a boss that maybe isn't as fun as, uh, mm-hmm. as you guys, let's say, you know, there's a, a pretty easy pushback, I feel like, just about the idea of, of slacking off, right? And so, you know, can an office ever have too much fun, you know, when you prioritize that, do you ever struggle with team members that are slacking off or, or not working hard enough? Is that a thing? Oh, it is. Of course it is. You'll always have someone that takes advantage of it. Um, I, I, I have been one that has, I've been, uh, I've had a hand slapped every now and then, uh, <laughs> uh, especially by the IT guys. If I get some email going, uh, not at my current work, but uh, when you have, um, I made the mistake one time um, at the, at a very large bank I work for and uh, the Razorbacks were about to play in a bowl game and I made the go you know, woo pig suey email to everyone. And um, it about shut the whole email system down because at the time we had over a thousand employees because over multiple states and then they start with the oh, Florida no. state and uh, uh, the Gators, you know, chomp, chomp and, and all that. And the IT guy slapped my hand and had to shut it down. And I'm like, I am so sorry. That was not what my intent was. My intent was, it was New Year's Eve. We were all about to leave and, and it was just to have a little send off. So um, there are places that um, it does, it does cause a problem. (laughs) Um, So, and, you know, you also have to take in again, who you're, who your customer is. There may be a customer that comes into your facility that doesn't appreciate um, Mm. certain things. And so uh, you just have to keep an eye on, on that and not take it too far. Know what is tasteful when, right. But yes, of course, some people do uh, slack off, but if they're going to slack off just because of fun, they're going to slack off because of not fun too. Mm, That's a great point. It's a great point. Well, tell us about something fun you've done recently in your office. Well, we just come off a, a really fun thing that we did, and we did it. Uh, we did a Christmas card that, uh, instead of a regular, you know, old Christmas card, um, I wanted to be, I wanted our Christmas card to be memorable, and uh, I did mail one to you. I got uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, again, small staff, and we dressed up like characters from the movie uh, Christmas Vacation. And uh, so that was our Christmas card. And it um, was very well received from our, we didn't, we were particular about who we mailed it to. I mean, our little customer, our little lady customers with the CDs, we didn't mail those. We mailed them a very (laughs) traditional card. But if, if we knew you and felt like you would appreciate our humor and um, uh, you got the card. So um, we were, we were trying to, it was not just a have fun card. It was a, uh, you know, we're trying to stand out um, among a lot of competition. We are the 16th entry into a bank, you know, into a town uh, with the 16th of 16 banks that just have opened their doors. And so you have to, separate yourself. And I typically do it with uh, lightheartedness. And again, banking thinks they're so serious. And and in the end, it's just people helping people. And so why not have a good time at it? So that is something. uh, Our bank also has a huge Halloween competition. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, okay, our staff really likes to dress up. So they have a contest from branch to branch. So we have 28 branches and then certain departments that are as big as a branch. Uh, And I found out, man, it's competitive. And we thought that we were had really outdone ourselves until we saw some of the pictures of the other locations. And it was like, okay, someone built an act, turned their teller line into an actual uh, shipwreck uh, I mean, uh, uh, like on an island. And I mean, wow. they brought in lumber and I mean, it, you know, they got very serious. So we went really <laughs> kind of serious with our costumes, but not so, not so serious with the, um, uh, with all of the um, props. So now next year we know what to do, but um, we, uh, we, that's <laughs> some things we have done recently Um involving costumes so mm. it's like okay we got to tone down the costumes for just for a little while we'll <laughs> we'll go do something else pretty soon yeah i love that that's great so if people are listening you know maybe business owners team leaders what are some uh, just practical easy things that that just about anybody could do to make their office more fun well one thing communication is so important um i think um if you interview every employee they will say, I don't get enough communication. It's just something that you never can get too much of. Uh, We do a weekly huddle here every Monday morning, and uh, we get our numbers on productivity, on what we did the week before, go around the room, get everyone's opinion on, okay, hey, here's what's going on this week, and and here's what I need help on, and that sort of thing. Um, I have done even the morning huddle. Uh, I've done it at some places every morning, depending on how task focused um, that situation was, you know, okay, we've got this loan closing, this loan closing, and we need to do this, this, and this, and do just, um, you know, I'm talking a five to 15 minute huddle. So um, I, uh, I, and, and everybody gets an opportunity to speak. That's mm-hmm. important. Well, you know, it, that doesn't mean they have to, but they have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So uh, just to to have that, uh, and I do, I just call it a huddle because it. we literally, some people get to sit at their desk, the other people stand, some, you know, some pop in somebody else's 
chair, you know, um, and just kind of circle around. And that's how mm. we, we get the day going and the week going on Mondays. Hmm. So what else, what are other things that the different teams could do? Well, I think everybody loves a good competition and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to have a big prize. The prize can even be um, something silly, you know, or candy bar or whatever. I just think uh, people in general are competitive and you never know who the competitive one is going to be in your office. Uh, because it might be the person that is not very talkative, but when it comes right down to they want to win and they will get into it. Um, we do a morning trivia question every morning. Um, and uh, it is, you know, we don't, it, it's quick. We don't allow anyone a chance to Google and we, uh, so we kind of fight over that. And there's no winning of that. I mean, I mean, you don't get anything. You, yeah, but there's some people go, yes, I'm superior today. <laughs> um, we recently uh, had a little competition on who could pick all the winners of the bowl games and, um, I finished second, by the way, and um, and that's irritated me just a little bit, uh, you know, because I like to win as well. Uh, one thing I did at a previous employer that create it just took a life of its own, and we called it Pinapalooza. So um, I come up with this idea, uh, you know, when you check out of a restaurant and you pay with your debit or credit card, you know. There's a lot of times the pin that is in the in there for you to sign is a bank pin. So I challenged everyone to um, take keep the bank's pins with you and substitute your pin for that one. Put that put their pin in their pocket. And then we had a competition on who could turn in the most pins from another bank. Well, the employees got into, and we actually put something out there. This was many, many years ago um, when um, an, the iPods had, um, it, it was the newest version of an iPod. Um, so it was just, man, that really is dating myself there. Uh, so, uh, but we had a, an iPod or maybe it was an iPad. I think it was actually an iPad. That's what it was. So it wasn't as long ago. It was a, a new version of an iPad. And the employees went crazy. Not only did they start bringing in pins, they started bringing in bank bags. They wanted extra credit for the bank bags. Um, they were digging in their, you know, grandma's closet trying to get some stuff and all kinds of tchotchkes of other things that had other bank names on it. And we collected, if we could have waited, I don't know how much, but huge boxes of other banks' pants to the point oh, that I wow. actually was embarrassed because I was like, you know, because I'm friends with the other bankers around town. I was like, okay, do I, have to, <laughs> should I go and return their pants to them? You know, I, I feel bad that I I know how much those pins cost, you know, yeah. and I've messed up their marketing budget. And uh, <laughs> so it was, it, it was fun and lighthearted and we would do a weekly, you know, report in on who had turned in the most stuff. And um, so that was Pinapalooza. Wow. That's awesome. I've never heard of anything like that, but it's really brilliant. That's great. Well, you know, our ink pens are, you know, 25 to 50 cents a piece. It's like, uh, it's a lot cheaper than, you know, purchasing an ad somewhere. Um, one thing that, uh, 
I have used before with that's totally 100% internal and um, uh, using baby pictures, having baby picture contests, you know, where you have all the employees turn in a baby picture and then you pop it out on your email and, you know, you got to guess who, who, you know, baby A is. And uh, it's always interesting to see what people will do with that. And one thing we have right now, it's a little bit uh, of the, I would call it a motivational uh, item, but we have uh, what we call the energy bus. And so literally in our break room, we have a great big um, uh, board of the front of a school bus. And Mm. so uh, different employees get to drive the bus um, Hmm. each week. And you if when you're driving the bus, you have to come up with two inspirational quotes and we print them and we put them in the windshield of the bus Mm. because you're Mm. you're driving the bus. And so now I have added an element to that, um, that I, I got a school picture of each employee. And so when you're driving the bus, you have a 15 year old or a eight year old picture or a 12 year old picture, depending on what age yeah. I think I was in the one we use for me is a ninth grade picture, but, um, just to create a, a fun little element, but, um, and in our Monday huddles, that's where it's, so if you drove the bus last week, you have to appoint who's driving the bus the next week. Ah, I see. You know, uh, another question I have for you is I'm sure that most of the time, most of the team gets on board with stuff like this, but I'm sure that occasionally you run into uh, a team member who maybe they're just not naturally inclined to those kinds of things. Maybe they're having uh, a rough season where they're having trouble engaging with more fun stuff and they just want to get in and get out. What do you do whenever you run into a team member who's just not really participating in the fun? Well, I'll tell you that's happened. Um, and it, um, it, it's painful for everyone. I'll just say it, it's just as painful for the person next to him as it is for them when they see them not able to, when they're, the, especially if they're the lone wolf. So it's like, you've got 10 people and nine people are all participating and you've got one that breaks out in hives. If, if they have mm-hmm. to speak publicly, um, and all that. And, um, it, it, I will be honest, that's been very difficult for me. And one of the times we had a dress up and what someone refused and I would never force anyone in a costume that didn't feel comfortable with doing that and tried not to put pressure on them. Um, so it, it, it is difficult. Um, in a, certainly in a small in a small office environment, it's easier in a bigger office environment because more than likely there's more than one of them and they'll kind of band together. And, and, you know, my goal is that no one should ever feel bullied uh, by anything and just try to respect what they have got going on and work around it as best you can. Uh, and that will that will happen for sure. And and you know you see it some in bankers. You get more accounting type driven uh, sometimes people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the gen- in the general way, I think everybody likes to have a little bit of fun. Uh, but just keep in mind that okay, that person would never could never drive the energy bus, you know, and and mm-hmm. that's okay uh, because that having to speak publicly, you know, public speaking is the number one fearful thing, even though it's in front of a small group 
um, that's uncomfortable for them. So, you know, just, you know, let's just not talk about it and move on to the next person. Mm, yeah. So you mentioned respect you- their respect their feelings um, and try not to make them feel too guilty about it. Right. Yeah. Because I, I could see how that would just make it worse. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, sometimes those people will leave. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe sometimes you need them to go. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. If they're not a fit for the culture that you're trying yes. to build, then that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and it'll work itself well. out. Yes. It, it, oh, absolutely. If you're breaking out in hives, uh, I totally get it. And, and maybe there is a better place for you. No, I can't imagine being so nervous at a job that that happened. And, and um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a better place for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned that you have been in banking for 35 years, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you wish that you knew about creating a fun office environment 35 years ago when you first got into this profession? Um, I wish that um, I wish that I would have known how important it really was. It took a while for that. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm just a fun person, uh, but uh, I, I didn't realize how important, you know, I come in trying to be a uh, professional as well as professional as I can be, you know, um, <laughs> I know when to be and when not to be. We'll just <laughs> say that. Um, I was, I was really green uh, as a goose when I came in, come from a little bitty small town. So my thing was, I wasn't afraid of anything. I would, I didn't know. I, I wasn't, um, I guess wise, I don't know, wise to the business world enough to know where I should be a certain way and where I shouldn't. And I just inserted myself in there. But um, to really get a strategy for it. So it probably the first, I would say the first 13 years of my career, I didn't use this as an actual strategy. I mean, it's where, Mm. I mean, it's something that cohesively just happened, but now it's something I work at. I mean, mm. I think about it and I plan for it. And so probably the first part of my career, it was me understanding the importance of it. And um, uh, and then because because it was just it organically happened mm-hmm. as I as my position grew within the company um, and I started adding fun things. I started adding fun things just because I liked them. And then I got to see um, how it it worked throughout the company. So um, I wish I had known that a little bit. Um, Gosh, um, I also wish I had understood uh, the impactfulness of holding up your fellow employees. And uh, um, not that I... I didn't ever do that, but to really understand um, the importance of a team and how much more you can get done if everybody is working together Hmm. um, uh, to make that happen. And there is um, no, uh, banking is an example of one thing. We have, you know, people bank differently than they did 35 years ago. And Mm, so back then we had very specific job titles where you went to this location to get this done. And then you went over across the lobby to get this done because Mm -hmm. that person was a specialist at it. 
Well, not that many people come into the bank anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, every person has to have all these multifaceted skills. They have to be able to handle that customer there uh, for everything they need right there. And um, so we all, it's uh, cross-training, uh, multitasking, uh, all those things so much more important now than it was early in my career um, where you just stood there and cash checks all day, or you stood there and took loan payments all day. Uh, and that was it. So now the staff, you know, everybody has to know how to do everything. Sure. Sure. Well, I, uh, I just appreciate this conversation because I do think that there are a lot of teams and, and organizations out there who the people that work on them certainly don't think of them as very fun. And I think that if they did, if fun was more of a core value for a lot of teams, then, you know, you would have people that would enjoy their jobs and have higher retention and less stress and, yes. and increased teamwork and collaboration like you're talking about. Right. Uh, so the bank, I, I got to start from scratch um, after we got a certain size, we, uh, I realized, you know, I couldn't do it all by myself. And so, and, it, and when I needed more input, I'd run out of ideas. And uh, so I implemented what was called the fun committee. And that's literally what we called it. And I, and they rotate, rotated off and on the, the committee, just like you would uh, a oh. nonprofit board or something like that. And making sure that every department was covered and um, they come up with things I would never have thought of, you know, um, um, we would, you know, just show up randomly with um, an ice cream truck or, you know, things like <laughs> that, that, um, was very doable. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, you know, sometimes, you know, you, okay, a, a sonic run, you know, on the bank, you know, okay, yeah. that costs, especially if you go at happy hour, you know, that doesn't <laughs> cost very much. And, and it, it, it gets, it makes, it just can lighten the mood. So getting ideas and let those people plan the Christmas party, let those mm. people plan all these things that, naturally go on, you know, mm-hmm. a retirement party for so-and-so, a um, birthday celebrations. How do you recognize employees' birthdays? All that, you know, get feedback from your staff on really what they want to do. And going back to, the, okay, that person that doesn't participate, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe bring them along on that committee and, um, hmm. and find out why and, and maybe what they would do, yeah. you know, what they would participate in, you know, oh, do they yeah. want to, you know, okay, they, they don't want to do it at work, but would they want to, you know, they want to bring their family to the employee picnic or something hmm. like that. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different levels in that. Yeah. I love that too. That's great. Well, and um, I was trying to think of a really cool name for the fun committee and I never could. And I thought, you know, that's what it is. We're trying to create a fun environment. So I just called it the fun committee. I love it. I think that's awesome. And um, I imagine you are the probably the chair emeritus of the fun committee. (laughs) You're not there anymore. Uh, But I I appreciate the conversation. And um, and they've all said it's not as fun since I left. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can. I can imagine that. But 
but I do appreciate you being on here as well. And though this is not your um, only exposure to the podcast world. So before we get off of here, why don't you tell people about your podcast? Uh, well, I am. That out. Yes, I, I, I hope everyone does. It's called Conway TNT and TNT stands for then now tomorrow. Uh, Conway, Arkansas is a town that uh, has, uh, when I started in banking, was a town of about 23, 25,000 people, and now is a town of closer to 70,000. So the town has changed dramatically through the time. So um, on our podcast, we visit issues uh, then, now, and tomorrow. So we, it may be um, a certain property location. Oh, it used to be the drive-in theater, and now it's this. Or um, when I was a teenager, uh, I cruised this area, and then we have different uh, generations of people on there uh, going, well, I cruised around Walmart. Well, I cruised around you know, the Sonic and I did, I dragged, uh, you know, Front Street and to find out really what was going on uh, in the town, because in my opinion is the locals like to, you know, relish in the history, but then the, the, all these new people that have moved to town want to know, Hey, I think it's cool that JCPenney used to be downtown. How Mm. on earth did that work in a downtown environment, a big retail store like that? But um, so I think it's interesting. Yeah. Well, so it's thanks kind of for mentioning that. We have a good time doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a blend of nostalgia and storytelling with, with some future implications as well. And so, yeah, if you are uh, a local to Conway, Arkansas, or even if you're not, uh, you might still find it interesting. So we'll. Yeah. I think uh, sometimes it's just a little vintage, you know, a touch yeah. of, oh, of Americana. Uh, sure. sometimes, oh, I drove a 67 Impala or, you know, whatever and right, to find right. out what was going on. Yeah. Well, we'll put the link uh, to that in the show notes as well. And, um, yeah, Lori, just thanks for, for coming on and talking about fun in the, uh, work environment. Well, it has been fun. <laughs> hey, that means a lot coming from you. Well, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for listening today to the Invincible Teams podcast. Please consider giving us a rating and a review on whatever podcast platform you are currently using. If you think today's content might be useful for someone you know, please consider sharing it with them. Just a reminder that the Invincible Teams podcast is brought to you by Evergreen. Evergreen provides teamwork training and consulting to help you eliminate office drama and turnover and help you get the most out of your team. Thanks again for listening. And like we always say, we believe that every team should reach their potential and that if we get intentional, our teams can become invincible. See you next time.